Hi, I'm John. I'm Colin. I'm Paul. This is Hold Up. This is a show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up today. Ah, ah, ah. I thought my jokes were bad. Cue the theme song. Paul, part of the plan. Let's put a smile on that face. And you're gonna love me. Batman The Dark Knight. This one was... <laughs> sorry, sorry. I don't really, want to give anything holy away. Holy cow. This was one was I don't, I don't want to give anything away. The Dark Knight it is. The Dark Knight. Okay, Christopher so... Christopher Nolan is a genius. Yeah, there that you go. That was a joke. Um, <laughs> so the Batman Dark Knight about uh, the caped crusader, as they call him, which I fucking hate that name because lots of the crusaders have capes. I'd like to start by saying I'm actually a pretty big fan of Batman Begins. The, the prequel to this where we first have Christian Bale was a compared to the Batmans we had before like I still have a soft spot in my heart for the first <clears throat> Batman by uh, Tim Burton I have to just go mm-hmm. ahead and say I might not be a Tim Burton fan but there are parts of that first Batman that I do like like I, I like Jack Nicholson's Joker but it was that was like a direct throwback to the 60s Joker yeah um, and there's lots of parts of that those movies I don't like but then you get like nipple Batman suit and George Clooney is Batman. I mean, and then Joel Schumacher, Robin. Joel Schumacher fucked that yeah, shit he up He just bad. destroyed Batman. What it, he, he's like, I'm going to take Tim Burton's idea and just make it worse. Anyway, I believe we had some really bad Batman attempts. And, and the whole, I don't think Hollywood knew quite what to do with superhero movies because they're like, we have to like really homage the comic books and make it look like a comic book. So I just think the Batman Begins was kind of like the first new age superhero movie that worked in so many ways because it didn't have that comic book look and feel it had a movie look and feel and his background and how he got there i'm kind of sick to death of the you know his parents getting shot but i think they did well i have some issues with how that movie ends but ultimately batman begins i thought was a really yeah, great effort the approach also <laughs> was great in that movie because it it, it it a lot of the things i used to make fun of is is how much technology and expense batman's cave was because like how did that cave get built like it would have taken hundreds of workers to to like dig that cave out build the like turntable floor all the computers the customized the computer system like him and alfred did not do that themselves no so either they hired people from like outside or of the they country, had lucius fox to do it for them or yeah. they killed they killed Convenient. all of the workers after it was done maybe buried them in the bat cave who knows that's but, entirely possible so the yeah. batman begins was cool because it kind of explained how they didn't have that stuff they it was just a cave. I feel like we're dancing around the point here. Like yeah. We're trying to say the old Batmans were dog shit and Batman Begins was pretty a good. Beacon of it hope. was a revival. How, how do we feel about the Dark Knight, though? So, well, it's a good solid, title. solid opening, I have to say. This movie, when I saw this movie in theater, it was an IMAX and that first scene where they blow out the window and there's like hardly any credits. It just pops right in and there's like interesting bank robbery scene and, and the music and the, is that like tick 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 yeah. tick tick it's like a countdown almost yeah it's like tick, tick, and tick, like tick, tick, then tick. the the crew starts killing each other and and then you figure out who's who and the reveal of the joker and makes things stranger i was like holy fuck this is gonna be awesome yeah and <clears throat> as things progress like many others out there i was sucked into the movie and when i left the theater at the end of the day i had these weird pangs in the back of my head but was so focused on the parts at the start that were awesome that I walked out, I think, satisfied. And then you look at the critic reviews and all that, I think it's like 94% on Rotten Tomatoes and really high scores. And I kind of was like, ah, and then this Great movie- Great box office success. Oh my God, so huge. And Critical how could it acclaim. not be? Yeah. Um, 
and then, then the, it, it it pulled a minority report if you remember a review of minority report where it kind of just snuck by you that first time and then you watch it again and you're like there's some problems here and i gotta say there's elements to the dark knight that like you say the opening scene the bank robbery that are, are fantastic mm-hmm. but as a film as a two and a half hour slog yeah oh god and i know and lots and of internet hours. fanboys are going to want to come to my house and crucify me on the front lawn bring it but we got to speak the truth here no we do and the thing that uh, the thing that i think is the biggest problem with the batman franchise the first three movies is that in the first movie batman begins uh, a legible screenwriter i believe it was david co-op wrote the screenplay and then Christopher Nolan and his brother decided that they were good screenwriters and took over that project and said, we want to make our Batman movies. We want to write them, and then I'm going to direct them. And they're just not very good. Like, Christopher Nolan is a terrible screenwriter. Oh, I'm glad you said that. I thought terrible it was, I thought it was just me that thought that. Because it seems to be that everybody loves Christopher Nolan and thinks he's a genius. And to me, he's like country music. There's so many people that enjoy it. I'm glad they enjoy it, but I don't get it. I wish I liked country music. I wish I could enjoy country music. I wish I could enjoy Christopher Nolan movies, but I, I just no. can't. No, They're no. well-crafted. They look stunning. They spend a lot of look money. Stunning. He's a good ton director. of money. He gets great actors, but God help you if you think for more than 10 minutes about any one of his fucking movies. Yeah, like yep. Inception was the same thing as this movie for me. The first time I watched it, I was like, oh, that's really cool. And the second time I was like, nothing about this movie at any point makes any sense. And so I can't, like, my favorite term that Paul's ever used is speed bumps in a movie that will slow you down and stop you from enjoying the movie. And his movies have so many speed yeah. bumps, sometimes multiple speed bumps in the same scene. So I cannot get stopped that many times yeah, and I've, think about something without just being, like, writing things off. Before we go further, I want to honestly say this, and I mean this sincerely. I want to legitimately like The Dark Knight. I want to legitimately enjoy the movie. And especially after this last viewing, it's just not very good. And Colin and I, we've discussed this multiple times in the past without ever really sitting down and watching it again. And I think we both agree that it was salvageable, a good movie up until the last act. But if we wanna if we wanna start like in some kind of chronological order, the first scene, the first chickeny armor for me that I was like, oh, I have to make a note of this was the introduction to Harvey Dent in court when oh, he is yeah. when he is basically he's questioning a, a mob mafioso on the stand and the mafioso pulls out a gun and the gun doesn't go off and then he grabs the gun and punches him in the face in the courtroom yeah. I was like what the fuck is going on and yeah. that was the very first speed bump for me where I was like this is one of these stupidest scenes introducing uh, a strong district attorney character I have ever seen. It's over the top. It's silly. It doesn't make any sense. It's stupid. And from there on, the speed bumps just like started piling up. But that they, was they my did. first speed bump. Yeah, that was bad. And that's where we also get introduced to the character change of uh, Rachel. Rachel, right. Right. Rachel. And uh, I, I'm, who played Rachel in the... It was Tom Cruise's ex yeah, uh, kidnapped Kate, Kate Hudson. Or no, Holmes. Katie Holmes. Katie yeah, Holmes. right. Who did such a terrible job. The director yeah, she, broke yeah. Hollywood custom and said, yeah, we're never using her again. She's yeah. terrible. Actually, she was bad, but... Yeah. yeah, that introduction of Harvey Dent, and he's like such a huge character in this film, uh, was just over the top and silly. Like that, I don't know if that was trying to pay homage to the old comic book style where like over the top things are happening, but most of the tone of Dark Knight is set in real life. So that was just like, how did he get a gun in? Like, I think he does say it's carbon fiber. Or ceramic or, yeah, something Whatever, like that. but it doesn't work. And 
No, it's Chinese. silly. And then he like puts it on the guy's desk that there yeah. that's on trial and says something. He empties it. He's like, "You better thing. buy American." And then they're leaving. Yeah, he actually <laughs> does say, "You better buy and, American." And Rachel is laughing. She's like, "Oh, if they're trying to kill you, we know we're getting to them." Ha ha ha! Yeah, she it's seems like, amused shit. and excited by yeah. the the almost attempted murder on her lover and boss. Yeah. And so more and more, they start building their case. They're using the radiated bills against the mob, which is actually not the worst thing I've ever no, heard. No, that was okay. Okay, so... So then Batman goes to Hong Kong, and once again, that Why? stuff, we... He goes to Hong Kong to bring back some Asian money man. Who is a CEO like, of his own company, a, a successful company, a, but probably, also moonlights as an accountant for, money launderer for American account. mafia. He's a billionaire who wants yeah. to hold on to the mob's money for some he's their reason. I so know, but, just think about this for a second. If uh, Bill Gates, successful CEO of Microsoft, if he's, is he moonlighted <laughs> as a triad accountant? For whatever reason, like it makes no sense why he's even involved in this. No, it doesn't. It's all about the rush. They I just, guess. they kind of, but none of the bad guys make any sense in this movie. No. I, I still, I can't understand why the protector of Gotham even went to Hong Kong in the first place. Never mind the reasons for getting the guy. Uh, Commissioner Garden and someone else yeah. asked him to go to Hong Kong. I feel like laws are being broken by extraditing someone in that way. Yeah. Well, no. that's what Batman is above the that's law, true. right? That's and next time you're at an air show, kids, if you can, and when an airplane's flying especially low, try to grab it. Yeah. Skyhook. See what happens to your spinal column. <laughs> yeah. If you just catch a plane as it flies. And by. tether yourself to another human being who's <laughs> flailing and doesn't time. know what's going to happen. Yeah. And how do they get in the plane while it's flying? I know. Like they cut, they actually cut around that, which yeah. is interesting. Yeah. You don't need to do any of that. I promise you that Bane will be the least of your worries if you catch a moving plane. <laughs> and aren't any of the Russian ballerinas interested in the fact that Batman uh, yeah. is picked up via plane and then just We've got to keep this hush-hush, Mr. Wayne. Why don't we charter a yacht full of, of Russian models? They won't tell anyone. I know, yeah. That was an interesting cover story. I like how they keep doing the cover story. Yeah, they have a diversion. They have a fake story to tell the pilot, uh -huh. but yeah. not the Russian models and, or the guy driving the yacht. And, it's, and also his cover stories also involve making him look like a piece of shit billionaire asshole fuckhead. So yeah. like, it's great for his father and his company's name to keep using these cover stories to make him look like a giant, rich piece of shit who doesn't care. It's a great exposition, though. How no did we find out about me. all this? By a newspaper cover, because Rachel and Harvey were going to go to the ballet yeah. that very night. That oh, night. gosh, damn it. Everything, Shucks, and everything's all about making Rachel jealous. Because, like, once yeah, again, yeah. he's like, oh, he's fucking a bunch of ballerinas on a, on a, on a yacht. Oh, I feel, yeah. I feel so jealous And she now. knows he's Batman, so he's just like, oh, it's, it's to keep up appearances. She's like, can't you be, like, a douchebag without having six models <laughs> yeah. on your arms? And getting syphilis? Yeah, yeah, can't he just show up with one date? Yeah, it doesn't yeah. make any sense. I don't, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a little over the top. With three women. Yeah, like he's doing it to like distance the potential of anyone suspecting him that he's Batman because he's such like a, a playboy he, Yeah, if he's, he never if he's, have the brains. If he's fucking three people at the same time, he doesn't have the time yeah. to be the dark knight, Until I someone guess. sees him with a shirt off and he's got like more scars than a fucking burn <laughs> or victim. Tell, or until somebody meets Tony Stark. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, now... So things start developing and things with the Joker start ramping up. Oh, yeah. And now, even well before what we were talking about earlier, where the, the last act of the movie could, be, could have been changed and the movie could have been salvaged, the part of the movie that I didn't realize because I just wasn't asking questions comes up to the, the final plan. And the police have a plan, and Batman has a plan, and Joker has a plan. Although and he I, makes a point of saying, does he look like the type of guy that has a plan? Uh, yeah, right? 
So I want to run you guys bullet by bullet through what the plan ends up being and get your feedback on each step of the plan. Please okay. Do. So let's do this. Okay. So number one is that the Joker um, is he kills the judge and kills the commissioner and tries to kidnap Harvey Dent. Oh, that's so, right. So the whole kid trying to kidnap Harvey Dent, Joker breaks into Bruce Wayne's condo and looks for Harvey Dent, doesn't find him, throws the, um, Batman... Rachel out the window. Rachel out the window. Batman goes down and saves her as they land on a car with no parachute. Which Fine. makes no sense. What happens to the Joker <laughs> right then? He's still up in the apartment with a whole bunch of... Billionaires. Bil billionaire uh, hostages. Does he like, okay, Harvey's not here, let's go. Yeah. And he picks up his unconscious henchmen and they just leave. They never talk about that or show what happens. He could have kidnapped, he could have killed, maimed, blown things up. In fact, they're Everybody back in the, in the apartment later and it just apparently they just left and that window was fixed and that's all we ever hear or see of that. Batman doesn't get up and immediately try and go up the elevator to fuck with them or do anything. Or use a skyhawk or whatever. Yeah, so that's, that's kind of a hole. I catch a plane up there. So <laughs> then uh, Joker, um, you hear over the police scanner and he says, uh, if you want to find Harvey Dent, he's in this apartment. And so they, they go to the apartment where Batman's already arrived and there's a dude named Bob Harvey and Joe Dent. I don't know what it is. And they're like, oh, Harvey Dent. And Joker leaves some cards. And, and Batman sees um, that there's a bullet in the wall. But before you continue, when they walk into the room and find the two dead guys at the table... Batman steps out of the corner from the darkness like he'd just been standing in the dark waiting yeah, around yeah, for yeah. them. Because will be Batman, here in 10 minutes. He, he's like, where are they? Why haven't they shown up yet? I've been standing here for like 15 minutes in the dark corner so I can reveal myself. Yeah. It makes yeah. no sense. Also, how does he disappear from the vault earlier in the movie? When he, when, uh, he disappears from Gordon, everywhere. Yeah, and then, like, uh, Gordon looks away for a second and then he looks back. Always make jokes and he's gone. And then the cops will be like, oh yeah, he just went this way. He's he just was walking pr briskly. He just does that. Okay, so there's a bullet in the wall uh, at this crime scene. And Batman's like, I need to take this bullet. So he uses a thing to cut out the brick. Okay. That he had in his pocket. Yeah, he has this because he I carries around this stuff. I have detailed notes on this. Okay, so you jump in as you feel necessary. So okay. then he takes the brick home. And he sets up a railing. Ooh, this is the thing I have. So it's the most elaborate minigun firing range you've ever seen. Yes. To shoot a bullet into bricks. Yes. And then the most ridiculous equipment somehow to recreate a shattered bullet. This is what he to does. Remove. And it's all digital. Okay? Yes. He doesn't remove the bullet or the bullet fragments from the brick no, he's got. Oh, as, right. far, as far I as I know. It's all done on a but computer. But he shoots into four different bricks. Like some, maybe he's using different caliber bullets. With or, a minigun, by the way. Not yeah. just a gun. A minigun. A mini and then he, he like holds the bricks up to all of the other bricks. He's like, this one looks the most like my brick. <laughs> and then somehow magically it's in a computer and there's a digital reconstruction. And, and I think Alfred's even like, and here's the fragments of the bullets. <laughs> and then Batman's like, and there's the thumbprint he used to put it in the cartridge. But wait a second though. So I still... I still don't have a fucking clue how Joker knew that Batman was going to be able this to do this. This is my point. Yeah, this is my point. Because, he, but he did, and he knew. He's like, once Batman he, digitally reconstructs this <laughs> bullet fragments digitally somehow and sees this thumbprint, he's going to get an address of who owns that thumbprint. Yes. Okay. And not only, and that address is going to be in an apartment. Above that, a place where I don't know a funeral is going to take place exactly in a spot where a sniper is going to be looking. Yes. With a, with a time, an egg timer to open a shutter 
That, but that shutter is not meant to kill Batman. It's only meant to have the guy shoot at him and barely miss him. Because he doesn't want Batman dead. Right. Okay. So yes, <laughs> and and they knew that would be at the at the celebration of life for the commissioner. Okay, and with all the guys tied up. So so that's how Batman gets into that apartment, and that all goes down. Then um, there's this parade going on where they try and kill the mayor, but Gordon jumps in front and takes the bullet. Correct. That apparently was also all part of the plan. <laughs> yes. Okay, but now we're getting into the police's plan that they knew that this was going to happen. So Gordon is shot, and even though he was shot in a vest, I'm guessing, he lies there. No one checks his vitals. They just look at him, and they're like, oh, he's dead. Then they go and tell his fucking wife and kids that he's, he's been murdered yeah. and is dead. And they're like all sad and crying and depressed and now scarred for life. Okay, so Absolutely. That's, that's horrible. So then... Joker knew that all these events would come together to force Batman to reveal who he is. And whether or not he knew the real person was going to do it, Batman's too chicken shit to come forward. And without talking to Harvey Dent, let's Harvey Dent come forward and say that he is Batman. Okay? Then, uh, not on the screen, but the plan is, is that they're going to ship Harvey from one location to another for some reason, knowing that it's going to draw out the Joker who's going to try and come and kill him. And that the undead Gordon is going to drive the truck, but, but uh, <laughs> hide other, himself. None of their police are going to say, who's this fucking new guy, by the way? And, and then, yeah. somehow Gordon thinks him pretending he's dead is going to trick Joker and he's going to catch him. But the, the him pretending he's dead had nothing to do with nothing any of that. No. Even if there are dirty cops in his unit, the fact that he's alive or dead doesn't matter. Oh, Gordon's alive and he's going to be driving the transfer truck. Oh, <laughs> we can't do it now. Like, it changes fucking changes nothing. nothing. <laughs> the only thing he does say to try and cover for his his faked death is that he was protecting his family. Yeah. But no one's family was ever being threatened before this. He was going after the individuals. Yes. So his fake death makes no sense and does nothing to do anything to do with driving the story forward or catching the Joker. But they, but because he jumps out and says, ha my plan worked and I caught you, then it's like, what plan are you fucking talking about? So, so then the, the, the transfer is happening and the Joker brings up a truck alongside and a couple of cops lose their life up to this point. So they must have planned for all this contingency, right? And then the Joker, forget, don't forget, points an RPG yes, at the truck. At the truck and fires twice, but takes out the lead car and misses the truck. And that's all before Batman decides to show up and take the third RPG. So Batman is like, I'll let him fire twice. <laughs> And then I'll stop the third. And only if Batman didn't, if Batman didn't do what Batman was going to do, the RPG would have hit the truck, and, and Dent would be dead, and Gordon would have been dead too. Absolutely, of that thing. All right? But Joker, once again, acts Joker like, knew all this. Joker, this is all planned. He right? knew Batman was going to intercept gonna that happen. RPG because he didn't really want to kill Harvey. And they divert the um, the transfer line down under a ramp. Um, and because Joker knew that they'd be coming up at this exact other spot so that when the helicopters come in, they can fire cables and they had people up on the right balcony area. So Joker knew all this was going to happen. It was all planned unless he had men on every street, but he didn't. So the, <laughs> then the chopper comes down and then Batman comes in with his motorbike, which is which all actually stupid. is one of my favorite things is not. I just like his motorbike. I think it's, it's cool. so impractical when I see him doing it, like yeah. those giant tires. I, I gotta no be. I have a handle. soft spot for the motorbike. I do but like whatever. when the truck ends up flipping. Yeah, but still, like. that has nothing to do with anything. And then no. Joker gets out and is trying to shoot at Batman, and then he's like, "Batman won't kill me. I know he won't." 
uh, and then we can't reveal him, and then Gordon reveals himself, and then they capture the Joker, which we find out later on was Joker's plan the all whole along. Time. So that means that everything from where I started with this bullet in the wall to where Joker's captured is part of a plan. But the plan doesn't stop there. Even though there's so many moving elements to that, you could never do it. Okay. No um, one could ever do this. So Gordon's really alive. And then he goes back to his family and they're like, oh, Jim. Yeah. And it would have been like he's, divorce. He's yeah. Why did that? Like you could have just told me and the boys that you're faking this and I would have pretended. No problem. <laughs> it's not like she's going on 2020 to do an interview though and go, yes, my husband's legitimately dead. Yeah. So as Joker's being arrested... Um, Harvey Dent and Rachel are being kidnapped unbeknownst to anyone. And Joker's like, when I'm arrested, you kidnap them. Okay. So that happens. And then Joker's in the interrogation room and gets interrogated by uh, Gordon for a little bit. And then Batman's there. So Joker knew that Batman was going to be interrogating him and tells him he, all his strength is for nothing. And that he's going to, now we, we have these two things, these traps set up for these two people. And they're going to be blown to, blown to shit, knowing that he'd only be able to reach one of them. Right? Which this makes no sense because they actually sent two teams to go rescue them both. At the same both. time. So it was one slightly farther. And the way he says it, I think he knows that it's he's going to send Batman to Dent. <clears throat> Instead of his girlfriend. Whatever. Uh, then Joker is like, I know that after this, when Batman and Gordon leave, they're going to leave a cop in the room that I can easily subdue and, and easily, escape. Because if I've that cop it. just waits outside, there's no point of him waiting inside a fucking interrogation room. But with a locked door. Then the Joker can't get out and nothing like that happens. But... He does, and Joker escapes, and somehow has a knife. I don't know how he gets that knife. Um, and then the cell phone fat guy is in the cell, mm -hmm. and when that bomb goes off, everybody in the station is dis uh, disabled except for Joker, because Joker just, is just like casually walking around. Yeah, even the guy that he was holding with the with the knife to his throat is disabled. Like that was right in front of him. Yeah, all other cops, all other prisoners. Because that guy's alive afterwards. Joker didn't kill him. Yeah. Um, cell phone fight. And then uh, he knows that it's going to cause the death of the sad turtle, uh, which is too bad. So I just spent eight or nine minutes going over a series of implausible, unplannable events that were ultimately the Joker had the entire thing worked out end to end and the police only had part of it worked out. And they would have had to have all been... The only way it could have been achieved is if everybody did exactly what he wanted to and he... who. Yeah, it makes it, it absolutely makes no sense. Maybe you could argue you could forgive all of that if that shitty storytelling had stopped there. But it continues it on. It does continue. It gets on. worse. The it whole does fucking continue. boat nonsense and, so, uh, and tying people up and in a building and they've got their guns taped to their hands and they're doctors, but they're not doctors. They're cops and they're bad guys. It's like fuck off. And so, burning the money. So how Harvey Dent becomes Two-Face is fine. That he fell over in, in his stool and had his face in the stuff. Yeah, that all It works. absorbed in his skin and then the bombs go out. Like, it's not the fact that there was a choice that had to be made and he saved Harvey Dent and Rachel dies. I'm fine with all that. How it got there is my problem with it. But then we get Two-Face being made. And I was like, oh, cool. That's a way to make Two-Face. And there's a scene not long after all that where Two-Face is lying in his hospital bed and Batman had come to visit him and put his coin on the tray. And Harvey looks over and he picks it up and he looks at it and then he starts having the rage and he rips the thing off his face and it's all silent with a little bit of whiny music in the background. And he's like screaming and then it cuts. If the movie had ended there, people would have been like, holy fuck. Yeah. She died. Two-Face is made. Joker got away. It's like the Joker won. 
And that would have been right at about the two hour mark. And it would have been like, this is going to be crazy. It actually would have been, I had timed this because the first time I saw the movie, I was like, if you would have ended the, like when I walked out of the theater, if I was like, if you would have ended when he showed his face, Two-Face showed his face, this would have been Empire Strikes Back. Everyone would have showed up to the next movie because they want to see how Batman's going to get out of this one. Like Batman, like the climax of this movie is Batman's girlfriend dying. Yes. Nothing more significant happens after that. Yeah, there's no. 10 more fake climaxes that yes. come yes. after it. It's, and, it's and like and Return endings. of the King, Lord of the Rings. It just won't end. And if you think about it, like, um, so let's say you end the movie there. And it would have been an hour 40 minutes. Yeah. Which is a great running and, and time I think for so a movie too, like right? this. But it's a blockbuster, so it's got to be two and, and a half hours. And less Joker... Off. Joker is effective in this, but less is more. Yeah. The more I see him, the less that I think it's interesting, the less the performance is good. The, the whole boat scene was that was one Joker scene too many. So imagine this. The third movie begins now with that scene where there's two fairies. And so it's not like the climax. It doesn't have to be the big oomph for the movie, but as an opening for a movie. I would have even got rid of the fairy and I would, I probably, have, had, I I would have had the building with all of the people in it. Batman goes into the building and Joker falls out of the window and Batman doesn't save him yes, and he dies. he dies. And then Harvey Dent is the new villain. Yes, because instead what happens is Batman does tackle Harvey Dent off, killing him, breaking his rule of not killing. Like the Joker was the much more appropriate person that needed to die especially since the character who just got an oscar for playing him is dead and will never be back mm -hmm. let him just fall like how hard is it to digitally let him fall you don't need to show him being like <laughs> captured Splat. on the hook you, you actually see it going just don't have that i would have i would have opened the movie him. with the the building with all of the people with them i was taped shut yeah. And that would have been the start of the movie. And then Harvey Dent becomes a villain over the third movie. Yes, over the third movie. Because Harvey Dent in this movie flips immediately to Psycho Killer. Absolutely. Are, like instantly. What are his motivations again? Other than he's... He wants he's to just, kill he Gordon's family. He just wants to shoot Gordon's family. And here's a little point. I don't know why. When he's out roaming the city, Harvey Dent, he's wearing the same suit jacket that he was wearing it's when burnt. he was burned that has burnt flesh on it. So that means when he was taken to the hospital... They undressed him, they put him in the bed, and they started bandaging the wounds. And they're like, what do we do with this suit with burnt human flesh put on it? They're like, put it in the closet. They hung it And he's like, I gotta go. And then he grabs his burnt flesh thing. Like, yeah. even if, even if like, you had seen Joker digging through the rubbish and being like, hey, hey, hey I'll give yeah. him this. That would have been better than whatever the fuck happens. Harvey putting some <clears> aloe vera <throat> on his face and, and continuing on with his life. Yeah. And you, in a third movie, using Harvey Dent as the main bad guy, it could be like a year later or however long, so you can see how slowly over time he would have gone more and more insane rather than just being like oh i woke up i have a burn half face life is not insane i'm gonna yeah. threaten to kill children keeping the like, joker alive in, in that movie was that was wrong that yeah. was wrong and harvey dent would have been a good third bad guy and maybe you have a secondary bad guy that you build up for whatever leaving people's minds open in the future but like two-face would have been a fine villain to go up against because batman would have a lot of trouble fighting him because they had a tight relationship yeah, and your explanation is exactly dead on. Like, not nothing makes sense in this movie. It's all coincidence and chance. And everyone, ha everyone keeps talking about the plans. Oh, I planned this. I planned that. It's like none of it makes any sense. And when you force that last bit in, then you also have to create this radar sonar machine that oh, Lucius Fox is going to quit over. Oh, Mr. Wayne, this is wrong. Keep this in is mind all that, wrong. that Lucius works for a corporation. He's a CEO now, isn't he? Yes. He, and he has no problem diverting all these funds secretly yeah. and screwing over shareholders of a publicly traded company to fund Mr. Bruce Wayne's side projects. He yep. has no issue doing that, defrauding the shareholders. But Mr. Wayne, I will not listen in. 
on private conversations. Yeah. Like, <laughs> even like, if it's to kill a, a psycho A killer. weird sense of morality there, Mr. Fox. And a lot of people in this movie, um, when the Joker's like, Batman has to turn himself in or I'm going to kill people, people turn against Batman. Instantly. Without being like, this Joker's got to go. Like, what are we doing to get rid of him? We can't let... No, they're like, no, Batman has to turn himself in. And ah, uh, and then at the press conference, no more dead The press pops. conference is ridiculous. Come on. I got to say from uh, taking broader strokes that... Uh, I like the character that Heath Ledger played, but I don't think it's my favorite rendition of the Joker. I, whatever, like, I do like it, and I think it is my favorite rendition because he sticks to it. And it's like, he is that character with the little twitches and the, and the lips licking and all that stuff and how crazy he is. Like, I bought it. Uh, I'm sorry, Heath, dead Heath Ledger. Like, I don't know if that was an Oscar-worthy performance, but I understand why that happened, so fine. I think it was a really, really... That's the best performance in the movie by far. I have a really tough time getting around Batman's really deep voice. Christian Bale's awful in, in all <laughs> three of these movies. Even in Batman Begins, he's awful. Like, whenever he's playing Bruce Wayne... I don't know what he's doing, but there's something, I love that there's something bad about it. on his face that he has all the time. Yeah, it's almost like he, someone told him to play the whole movie when he's Bruce Wayne, like he has a secret that nobody knows about. Yeah. So he does that every time he's Bruce Wayne. But it's the worst choice. I love the little story they gave Michael Caine too. Master Wayne, <laughs> oh, I was in Burma. We were trucking someone who was giving jewelry to all the people. <laughs> and then, so what happened was, he was giving them away. And... <laughs> And so what's the moral of the story, Alfred? We burned the uh, forest. We, we burned the whole fucking forest, Mr. Wayne. We killed many people. Yeah. Lost their homes and their livelihoods. There? And it's like, yeah, I thought he was a, a butler. Yeah, he was a butler. <laughs> so he like was in a small army or revolutionary yeah, in force. Burma. Oh, I've had enough of this life. Yeah, I need to be a butler for Mr. Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> and I need yeah. a jewel the size yeah. of a tangerine. Yeah. <laughs> I do love Michael Caine. I, he yeah, does I mean, the best do he too. can with this. Michael no, Caine, his fault. Michael yeah, Caine and saying performances like, I mean, basically Michael Caine and uh, what's his face? Morgan uh, Freeman. The uh, dirty old man, Morgan Friedman. They basically are both on audio. <laughs> they're basically both on autopilot in this movie. Like they, they just, they just can read their lines and they're fine. Like yeah. they're never, there's never yeah. a problem with those two actors. But Christian Bale is bad in this movie as Batman and as Bruce Wayne, 100%. Like one of my, one of, weirdly, one of my favorite scenes has very little to do with anything um, is when the, the consultant, the, um, the accountant consultant tries to come in and say that he's going to blackmail Batman. And that was Morgan, a nice sense of Morgan, levity though. Morgan Freeman's like, so your client is someone who is a rich billionaire who moonlights as a ass kicking villain. And your problem, your solution is to blackmail this person. Yeah, it was a, I it was a nice, that. Sense scene of, of levity in a movie that desperately needed more of it, I thought. <sighs> yeah. I, 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 like, I think we've talked about how you could have saved this movie. And if you ended it at the 145 mark the way we said, then I care less about the Joker's crazy plan because I'm more impacted by the fact that he won. Yeah, that and he kills people, Rachel. That he kills Rachel and fucked Harvey Dent because over. Because that's almost an afterthought then because you just move on with the movie. So it's just almost like nobody gives a shit about Rachel's yeah. death anymore other than Harvey. And now he just wants to kill other people. The major problem with this movie is it takes itself way too seriously. Yeah. And Paul... Yeah, ironic. What does the Joker say? Yeah, why so serious? That The whole Batman turning himself in storyline is bad. And when Harvey said all the times that Harvey, they keep talking about how you have to be so much more or you have to be this or 
It's so pretentious. It is. It's so lame. It just goes to show you how poorly the Nolan brothers are at writing writing screenplays because they have to say everything. So instead of leaving that up to up to being the themes, they just talk about it to death, especially at the end where it's like now Batman's got to take a hit so that like now Batman's got to be the bad guy because he's bigger than all this. And uh, it's just bad writing. Yeah. Just the screenplay is bad. That is like number one biggest problem is the screenplay is it's bad. It's interesting that there's two there are two main characters and you know, one of them uh is too serious and too brooding and too dark, and the other one la- I laugh every time he opens his mouth. The problem with that in a Batman movie is I'm laughing at Batman every time he opens his mouth, and the Joker is the one that's too serious. Yeah. I there's nothing I, I almost as much as again i love the character but for the joker i almost think it was too dark and it it, to me it's almost like the death star because it's like you've got the death star okay once you blow it up how do you top the death star like what villain could you exactly (laughs) and then once we blow that one up they'll make a fucking planet that's a death star don't get me started in that bullshit but once you've got someone like the joker how do you What's your next villain that goes up from there? Like, how do you top that as a villain? Well, the thing, and Joker's like the most iconic Batman villain. Honestly, and I agree with everything you said about making that movie better and Two-Face and everything. I still think when they started off and put pen to paper, I still think the Joker should have been the last villain in that movie trilogy. Probably. With the way they did it, with the way they presented him, because he's the Death Star. He just is. Yeah. No, I agree. It's that, But I mean, once you've put that in motion, like, you could have... You, I, I don't know if you could have. Now I actually don't know if you could have saved this movie by editing out the last hour of the movie. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe not. Because, like, once again, it just doesn't make any sense. It always starts with the script. If you start with a bad script, you it's really hard to come back from that. And they did. And uh, the dire- it was the director's script, so he isn't there to step in and say, this is bad, this makes no sense, I'm not shooting it this way, I'm going to do something else. Because it was his baby fucking yeah. and i still say you can't kill off the main character's love interest and continue a movie for 45 minutes because it just like makes nullifies all of it and it has no impact any longer it would be like han solo being kidnapped in the end of empire and uh, luke getting his hand cut off and then there's like an hour of other stuff that happens <laughs> in the movie it yeah. doesn't make any sense no I, my, my logical I the, ending point the biggest takeaway for me was I'm shocked at the success of this movie, and I think it it it's basically single-handedly started the trend of this grim, dark nonsense that well, DC is still stuck in. Obsessed the, with that they yeah. think well, that's what the ki- that's what the kids want is this dark, brooding bullshit and, and hey. long, yeah, horrible, horrible, horrible shit. Uh, so, but anyway, Batman, Dark Knight. Um, if we're gonna wrap this one up, I'm uh, you know no, it's a big no. With all the hopes for it, with how how much Batman Begins set this in the right direction and got everybody's hopes up that superhero movies would now be in this more realistic light and and they they take the time to say, Batman's suit, he's going to need these things to bend metal and to cut through metal and to do all this stuff and turn his head and he can have a bigger suit for fighting, whatever it's going to be. like That that was really interesting in how Batman became Batman, but they just dive over all that stuff in this movie and go right into bullshit and horrible writing and circumstances and and uh, and and luck and fuck, man, Jesus Christ, this movie's a <laughs> mismatch of shit. It really, really like it was hard to get through this. Yeah, most yeah it was. Time. It was almost unwatchable. So I'll it, agree with that. It is nodding. Uh, it does not hold up. No. I I would say that I find this movie unwatchable. 
I, I would never watch it again. I wouldn't recommend other no. people watch this movie. No. And then somehow, somehow, unbelievably, they make a worse movie after this yeah. in Dark Knight Rises. So um, these are two of my least favorite Batman movies um, ever. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I agree that it, it doesn't hold up. The existence of Iron Man makes this movie even worse. Yes. I, 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 Iron Man embarrasses this movie. And I know people are outraged if I was to even imply that because it's not the point. This movie's supposed to be dark and it's a different character. And it's like, okay, we're still talking about a billionaire that wears, wears a fancy suit. And that's what Iron Man is. And he, his secret identity is not secret. Everybody knows. And he can still exist and get by in the world. And, and that's cool. And he still has a group of super friends. And it's still, <laughs> yeah. it's still light and fun and airy. And you feel good at the end of it. Yeah. And I feel like a piece of shit after watching yeah that's yeah. a good dark example Knight. watch if you're gonna ever watch dark knight again either before or after immediately watch the original iron man movie or the original avengers movie for that matter yep Same and thing. um and I'm, I'm not trying to turn this into a dc versus marvel thing that's not that's not that's not, that's not that at all movie. no it's good good movie bad. versus bad making movie. good movie iron man was shorter had that more levity it knew where it wasn't being that and, serious because it's about a yeah. rich guy who has a improbable suit and christopher nolan keep doing what you're doing but for fuck's sake hire stop decent writing. screenwriters you're for the love of god good. stop with the shit yeah i know directors who think they can write is is a constant problem now in hollywood today especially when they're taking over franchises yeah and making two or three of these movies just because you can make a wonderful image on the screen does not mean you can make a wonderful story no, on the screen not. and you sure brought this script to life but it's just a <laughs> shitty script <laughs> Yeah, so vet it with us next time. <laughs> Give us your impression of Batman again. All right, everybody. This <laughs> podcast is full of people who are good, and you don't deserve us, and we don't deserve you. So, yeah, Mr. Wayne, what happened was we found the Jews out in the forest, and then we burned the whole thing down. The whole thing, we killed thousands of villagers and and. Wasted so many natural resources, Mr. Wayne. One more question: Would you like some sausages with your breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that's how he wakes him up in the morning yeah. with like stories of genocide, genocidal, murderous yeah. stories. He's like, he's like, I wasn't always a butler. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of eggs, Mr. Wayne, I ever told you about when I was in Vietnam. <laughs> I'm raped and murdered so many women. Scotch <laughs> eggs, then. <laughs> Coffee, oh yeah. Some Coffee, ash, some, sir. Some ash browns, Mr. Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's enough of this piece of shit. Everybody, you enjoy yourselves. And if you haven't seen this movie, don't watch it. Goodbye. Goodbye, Mr. Wayne. Piece of shit. Over the top. Fuck, man. Piece of shit. It's stupid. It's horrible writing. It's silly. It doesn't make any sense. Asshole. Jesus Christ. It's Fuckheads, it's stupid, it's over the top, it's silly, piece of shit, it doesn't make any sense, bullshit, it's over the top, and horrible writing, assholes, it's stupid, and luck, piece of shit, it's over the top.